Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver is a game that desperately needs a remake, not just a remaster. Most of the foundation is solid, excellent atmosphere with intriguing lore as a backdrop, interesting character designs with phenomenal voice acting. But this is all bogged down by immensely tedious puzzles and traversal. I don't believe this game is worth your time, but I'm desperately eager for someone to give this another go because everything is here for a knockout success. I wish it was right at this moment, but alas, it is not. It's an experience worth watching versus playing, and that's a bit disheartening. This is the game. Legacy of Kane is the epitome of a game held back, stuck in the past on your parents' gaming hardware. Maybe even your grandparents for some of you nowadays. This game feels cool. You know what? It knows it's cool. Only when you start playing does the charade of cool start to crumble away. Well, we should probably talk about all that. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? Today, we are talking about Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. You're going to suck out my soul. <laughs> I do not have a soul to be reaped. You cannot eat it, Raziel, but I am one of your hosts, Michael. <laughs> and I'm the other host, Larry. And who would be Kane in this situation? Who would be Raziel? I'm not really sure. I don't think I'm either. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we dive right into it yes we don't like this game but there is so much to discuss about this game that i think you should still listen yes this is our review and we don't think it's worth your time so sorry for all you legacy of canes <laughs> lovers out there i know one of my friends tim really likes this story so uh, yeah Uh-oh. so we'll see uh well and honestly we probably should do a better job at doing that at the beginning of the episode so i really like that you did that but before you get into your little history lesson or random question that you're starting to ask me we have someone who's asked you a random question, Michael. That's a great start. Live from the Between Two Gamers podcast asks this simple question. If you could have one Pokemon as a pet, who would you pick? I don't even have to think about this at all. Squirrel. Squirrel? See, okay, I knew you were going to say that. I feel like because tur- turtles smell. Have you ever, had them, have you ever <laughs> smelled them at a zoo? But <laughs> in he's their part <laughs> raccoon, too. Or squirrel, not raccoon. <laughs> What is it with you and animals and never having the correct one? <laughs> I don't know. But Squirrel, hands yeah. on, best Pokemon. Okay, I went cliche. I just said Pikachu. Yeah, could use him as Though, a generator. right now, cool. with how freaking cold I am right now, it would be nice to have Charmander as a pet. Yeah, you pick, You don't pick Charmander? Your boy? Yeah, I just... Uh, Pikachu is just so squishy. Well, <laughs> yeah, he is. He's lovable. And Charmander becoming Charizard someday could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> just don't evolve. Or do they, do they get a choice? I don't know. I'm going to deny you, you him could hit can, Yeah, you could, you could hit cancel in the game. Can you Don't do that? Don't grow up. <laughs> well, I hope you like that answer, Liv, and thank you for answering the question. What's yours? I'd be always curious to hear. What Pokemon would you like to have as a pet? This is not about Pokemon. This is a very darker game called Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Not even closely. Yeah, I guess the capturing of souls. There, <laughs> that's the only crossover we'll get you. What makes it crumble for you larry that is a word you chose oh man i hated having to say this because i this is one of those games that i remember from my childhood like it's just in my head and the problem is is and this is what i thought was going to happen as soon as i started playing the controls are just not great (laughs) would be a nice way of putting it 
But you witnessed, this is another game I played with you next to me. The puzzles are so not handholdy in this game that sometimes I don't even, it's so hard to tell what you're supposed to be doing. And maybe my IQ as a gamer has gone down as I've gotten older and, and games have kind of gotten better. It's kind of showing you without showing you what to yeah, do. Yeah, guiding you a little bit better. Yeah. Again, I don't need a quest marker and stuff like that, but there's times like you get into a room, you don't even know when you walk into it if you're supposed to be doing a puzzle or not. It's just, hmm, this is a dead end here. Is there somewhere else I'm supposed to go? Do I... It's just, it's a little much for me in this game. Yeah, and some people really like that obtuse nature of games and more power to you. If I was to play this game, I would have a walkthrough, like, queued up on my phone. I mean, you were basically my walkthrough. <laughs> yeah, this puzzle thing, I was like, Larry, just to save you time, let me tell you what I <laughs> learned. Because <laughs> th there, there was a point I legitimately didn't know where I was supposed to go next, and you probably witnessed it. I can't, you were playing some other game, but... I probably spent almost 25, 30 minutes walking to different parts of the map like, what in the hell am I supposed to do next? And then, of course, it, I finally stumbled across it, but my goodness. Yeah, this game doesn't, in your worth your time aspect, doesn't do a very good job guiding you. No. And, you know, without subtitles, there's a lot of things going away. Like, I feel like that might help me just a little bit yeah. in this regard. But you're trying to... If you're trying to see if this game is worth your time, obviously we don't think it is, but we'll tell you how long we spent on it. I spent three hours and 54 minutes and 23 seconds with Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. And then I watched an additional hour and 25 minutes of a walkthrough. Oh, so you didn't play beat it? No, I did not beat wow. it. This is the that only game. is telling. Yeah, this is the only game of this season. So spoilers for the last game, I didn't beat it. Okay. Well, I spent... I just, I, I just oh. didn't like playing enough, but I was intrigued enough to know how it ended. So outside of The Ascent, is this the only other game you've never not beaten? Yep. There's always one a season at least. Yeah. <laughs> Next season, I'm going to shoot for 100% completion, baby. Mm. Well, 100% finish. <laughs> See the credits. I'm not 100% in every game I play. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I spent two hours and 22 minutes on this game. And I beat the first like mainline boss, the uh, one of the minions. Yeah, brothers. Brothers, Raziel, thank Raziel's you. Raziel's brother. Yeah, that's, that's what it was, brother. But... This game came out August 16th, 1999, developed by Crystal Dynamics and published by Eidos Interactive. We both played the Dreamcast port, which released January of 2000, which is supposedly the better port. I think it runs at either 60 frames per second versus the PlayStation runs at 30. There is just no way in hell this game runs at 60 frames per second. <laughs> the version that we played... <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, man, I guess I just don't know video games because it says it targeted 60. So it wasn't always 60, but on the Dreamcast, it targeted 60. But it and I know it looks better. It looks a little smoother than the PS1 game. Right, so I'm not going crazy. Yeah, I, apparently I am. <laughs> I learned something. <laughs> I would have never guessed it. I thought that ran at 30. Wow. Okay, well, props to the Dreamcast then. Yeah, and so we played on the Dreamcast. And you know me, a lot of times when we're getting into a series, this is technically a sequel to Legacy of Cain on PS1 called Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain. I had to start with that. And I, of course, I owned it in my collection. So I was like, all right, I'm going to pop this in. I made it about an hour and a half into that game. <laughs> now, this game, if you want to paint a picture, Blood Omen, it looks kind of like a Diablo. It's more top down, not, not isometric, but like straight up and down okay. dungeon crawler. And, what, and I was intrigued by this game. I liked the visuals. I liked everything about it. 
but it was, again, held back by the hardware. When I pressed my menu, it took me like two seconds oh, to get yeah. my menu. <laughs> when I went done. through a door, same thing. And this game, how you switch magic, you have to go into the menu. So to do a different magical attack, oh. and then I died a bunch, I kept reloading, it took time to do that, and I was like, oh, this game, I really want to play it. So what I do? I watched a walkthrough of that too. So both of these games now, Blood Omen and Soul Reaver, I think they're worth experiencing, but I don't think they're worth playing. So that's an interesting time. Is it worth your time? Depends on what you're doing. Now, I did read also that Legacy of Cain Soul Reaver 2 gets rid of the block puzzles, which is one of my huge, tedious points with this game. So I don't know if I want to play that. I'm kind of intrigued by it. If it actually gets rid of those completely, ooh, maybe. So maybe. Can I ask then real quick? The reason you... Did you put this game on this list because again we kind of both agree okay let's try this because of our memories of what this game was because absolutely yes. okay all right i so, remember playing the demo disc yeah, from yeah. The, on the ps1 Back when that was a thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe i don't really know yeah i mean there's demos i don't know if there's demo discs i think mm. for with psvr there there are a demo disc that you can get which is interesting okay yeah this was more I'm really intrigued by the lore and stuff of this game. I remember having fond memories. I remember it being very weird and cool. It's, to me, it was uh, it always felt like a smart game. Like it that's was, a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, it's just the vocabulary that was used. Oh I think, my I think you gosh! Even, you even yes. asked me. You get the voice acting and the vocabulary. Well, oh my gosh! I, well, I, I just clipped this out because I literally this line before he even got halfway into the sentence, I knew where it was headed because it's so ingrained in me. It's the I stood with Cain and my brethren at the dawn of the Empire. I have served him a millennium. Over time, we became less human and more, and he pauses, divine. Like, that, divine. I remember that. Exactly. Like, it's unbelievable. And yeah, things I liked right away, that opening intro cutscene is still one of the best out there. It sets the mood, it sets the tone, the music's weird and awesome. Shows you, man, being envious and jealous does bad things. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get your wings broken. <sighs> and it's funny because I think I had such a misaligned judgment of what I thought my expectations for this game would be based off those cutscenes. I forgot the difference between the cutscenes and what the gameplay was like. And we saw a lot of that back in the day with, you know, CG was usually steps above the gameplay where nowadays a lot of games are literally using the engine yeah. <laughs> for the same. And... So I remember when the game, I first started it up and I was playing sitting next to you with that trailer right at the beginning, I was like, okay, here we go. This almost looks exactly how I remember it looking. Seriously, top, like, probably in the top three or five opening PS1 yeah. cinematics. And PS1 had a lot of great ones. Oh, yeah. It, it, but then, again, reality, when I talk about the crumble, is then I get up with my character and I have to start moving around. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's a drastic shift. Yeah, it's a little bit of a switch. It didn't control as badly as I thought it was going to, but it's, it's definitely rough, and that's not the main fault with me. It's the design choice in general for this game. That's why I think it needs a remake. I know you, this is probably one of your remaster choices. It was, yeah. I think this needs a remake. I don't know. If I got better controls and I got crisp graphics and you know being able to play this on modern consoles... I don't think it would change the gameplay decisions that would make me want to play it. 
Yeah, and then just to give myself some credit, I actually put it under the remake list. Oh, okay. Good. So, and I think that's I would 100% agree with you here. It's this game has the foundation. Like, don't touch the story. Don't touch any of that stuff. Just give us modern controls. Update those graphics. Give us. I mean, update the. I wonder, like, with the voice quality and like just the sound design and like, there's just so much you could do. Even like those werewolf things that you're fighting. I can't even imagine how creepy those would look. That's actually the vibe I get from this game too. This game reminds me of Underworld, the the movie. Oh, okay, yeah, a little bit. Like, like those are has, supposed to be vampires, but I think yeah, they, are, they, they look, look like, like werewolves. werewolves. Yeah, <laughs> but that's kind of the funny thing. Like I do get like that Underworld cool dark aesthetic with this game. This game feels like that. This could be. It's not in the same because it's more goth. Well, no, they're both gothic. Bloodborne. Think of the Bloodborne aesthetic, and shove this game into it with a different more green and blue color palette sublime that would be amazing because the things i liked right away was the atmosphere the character designs that opening cinematic which we talked about the color palette and raziel's floaty jump i don't know why i love that <laughs> thing though so that's I a control a thing i had a love-hate relationship with that because there was cool looking though <laughs> well because i do remember there was this specific point where i was trying a puzzle and I had to get up on, I had to freaking traverse an area and you know me with platforming. And the fact that his design was so floaty was what kept me, got me worried jumping from one area to the other. I was like, I just want to land on this spot. Cause there was one time where I floated and I thought I was over it. And then it turned out because of the camera angle, I was actually behind it. And so I fell all the way back down. I was like, ah, to go back up. <laughs> and you saw that I started laughing at one point. Cause I'm like, so far I haven't really complained too much. And I was like, <laughs> And then I like missed one thing like three times. And, yeah. Like I kept having to go up. <sighs> so where the dislikes started coming in right away for me, one, the teleportation system. I don't know how you make teleporting confusing, but you do in this <laughs> game. So you go to this room, unlock a sigil on the wall. And then when you go to a next teleport station that you find, you can go pan the ones you found and go through the rooms. How are you supposed to remember well, what these runes are? I, think, I don't understand. I think the confusing thing with me is like, okay, on one hand, if you could remember the sigils in order, fine. But the problem is, is some of them look pretty similar. So once you like scroll back and forth, I'm like, okay, well, wait a second. Which one was the first? But then you have to remember, okay, this was the first sigil. This is the second. Okay, which room had this? And then you have to remember location and sigil. It, it's yeah, because the rooms much. don't really change no. when you're looking at it. So no. if you showed me a picture of something, <laughs> that'd be a lot more helpful than a yeah, rune. Yeah. So that needs to be removed. And I get it. This is kind of a cool thing. If you learn the ruins and you're like, yeah, I can just teleport wherever mm -hmm. I want to go. Awesome. But I cringed when I found out that was the, fa the fast travel. Yeah, mechanic. I was like, I was like, oh, no. On. Yeah. Block puzzles. I never want to hear the noise of <laughs> Raziel into a block ever again. You know, it's so funny because nostalgia plays such a funny role. As soon as that mechanic hit, I was like, my gosh, this is exactly, I was like, this is the sound. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, but yeah. The thing I don't understand is, I get it. A lot of times puzzles and games are just puzzles to get past an era. Kind of like Limbo when we talked about mm -hmm. that. A lot of those puzzles, we're just getting to the next era. Why... This does not fit in this world at all. I don't get why I'm doing this. It doesn't make any sense. I like the puzzles that rely on me going from the soul world to the real world. That makes sense. Well, yeah, okay. And since you played a little bit further than me and you even watched more, which is actually something I might do because I am kind of genuinely curious about the story. 
Uh, did they get more advanced with that? Like, is there a lot bigger differences or uh, not really? Block puzzles get more confusing. Yeah, what, what about the switching between uh, worlds, that though? A lot of times has to do with traversal, which I like. So when you go into this dead world, the environment moves around mm-hmm. you, which is super cool. I think that's a unique feature. It's a very advanced mechanic. Yeah, I wish, I wish that was the main puzzle mechanic and get rid of the block puzzles mm-hmm. because the block puzzles also block you from getting your upgrades. That's how you get all the special th- abilities and more health. That usually you do a block puzzle and then you get to this item. Do some of the special abilities end up being like combat focused ever? Uh, yes, your Soul okay. Reaver that you eventually get. Okay. You can upgrade it. And that's one cool thing we'll talk about later, maybe. Another thing I dislike, lack of map. This game desperately needs a map. Because of the teleport system is needlessly obtuse, I would rather have a map. I would argue even without. Uh, I just I think a map is such a necessity. Because it's like, I understand some people are like, well, just, you know, get good, bro. Yeah. But, like, you're just adding more. Like, why do you want people to maybe run around and get lost just i understand like part of it is like you want people to explore the map and learn the map but give them a reason to want to do that then yeah and give me a map that i fill out like a metroidvania or something that slowly mm-hmm. yes. un- reveals fog of war style yeah that, that's a good that would be a great idea another dislike to add to the list is the focus on verticality when the platforming isn't so precise or when i can't really tell where i'm supposed to go and i feel like in one way, this wouldn't have been a deal breaker, but I feel like the, the the design choice or the color palette choice to make everything not pop, not do a shiny glyph that you can hold on to, or like in Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, everything that you can climb is yellow or orange. Or I mm-hmm. can't remember the color off the top of my head. You know, that would have been very helpful in this game instead of everything blends in the world to make it a little bit more realistic in that regard but I think that hurts it also. Yeah, and I actually, I hadn't really even thought about that, but the color palette is so subdued in this game. Like, there's just not much happening there. Like, I mean, even the enemies are the same color as the background a lot. (laughs) So, I mean, I guess if you're colorblind to the point where you really struggle with even seeing that sort of depth and color differences, this could be a little bit of a troublesome game for you. And where this really, really hurt me, there's this sunken cathedral place that you, I think it's called sunken cathedral. It's a cathedral of some kind. It is so tiered, and how to get up to it, you have to do three to four platforming jumps, glide over, and then within that level, you have to go up, 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 up. And then, well, you know, I missed one little thing to, like, activate a switch. I don't know where that is. Yeah. And I looked at the walkthrough, because I'd been running around for at least, I'd say, 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, all right, I got to the end of this section of the level, but I can't pass, and I know I have to, like get these bells to whistle or something like that. I don't know what it was exactly. I looked through the walkthrough and I missed like one little switch. And I was like, you know, nah, I'm, I'm good. You, you know, <laughs> you know the, the thing with me is I feel like if you're a puzzle-based game, fine, be difficult. But when you're a game that has the combat this game does and the story that you know the player wants to continue to keep seeing, to have such frustrating puzzles, and maybe me and you just aren't great. And for there's people who are like, dude, they're easy. What are you guys complaining about? It just felt like such a weird thing to include to make them that difficult. Like, at least if you're going to make them difficult, maybe after a while, give like some sort of little hint or something. Yeah, something. And you know me, I like old games. I love old games Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, even with their faults. I couldn't push myself through this. Now, 
That could be because I pushed myself through Jade Cocoon. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing it again. So <laughs> there, should, yeah. there is that. Jade Cocoon I did in this season. Game three. Go check it out. And like you said, if you, to piggyback off that point you make, hearing about your brothers and like how the world has fallen, mm. I wanted to explore yeah. and see what these guys are. Especially after you see the first boss, you're like, well, he's freaking weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely want to see the terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see the other world now. And it makes you want to explore, and it's not very fun exploring. By the way, key point, even knowing how to beat the first boss, his brother there, isn't just that easy. It's kind of like, what do I have to actually do here? <laughs> so yeah, another puzzle base, yay! Yeah, so even the boss fight itself is puzzle based, which is a little. In- At least they, you're fighting a boss. Yeah, fight. they went. Uh, they quakeified the <laughs> boss fight and stopped doing that games. Uh, Why? Now I will say the next boss you fight, you actually fight him. So okay, All right. you know they bear it up at least a little bit. But to your point, though, you know. The fact that the puzzles are as frustrating as they are, I can't remember a game in a long time where, based off what happens to your character at the very beginning, I so badly wanted to get to the point where I can finally show Kane and be like, hey, you know what? You screwed up here. Like, I wanted that moment. Yeah. That, But the build is so many times you're just like punched, you're deflating that build by these stupid freaking puzzles. And that's my thing. I'm going to champion this game for wanting to be something new because again the foundation is there for a knockout success and i want to really love this game it just does it doesn't hit in that regard yeah i i I forgot about that i think i'm gonna have to go on youtube and just kind of get a storyline watch some of the cgs because i want to see more of the the poetic like the stoic nature of the writers of this game yeah if you guys have written some books you better do it you could have like old time like what's uh uh, Marcus Aurelius style like talking points here. They're so stoic. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's, we'll get to some of my favorite lines because there's just so many of them. I won't be able to deliver it as good because, again, the voice acting, phenomenal mm-hmm. in this game. Speaking of watching with you, it seems like there's so much to do in one single room to bypass that it really frustrated me. So speak, I, when I watched you play, just to get past this one room, you have to traversal up you have to traversal up by using your switching powers. It moves to the architecture. You fly. Which, it, again, that, that mechanic's clever, It's super cool. Yeah. And I wish it would... I mean, they use it decently often from what the walkthrough I watched, or the playthrough I watched. And you hit this lever to drop down into this room. Then you have to do two block puzzles to get back out of the room, climb back up, do another block puzzle on the other side, just to clear one room. And I'm like... This is way too tedious. Yeah. Well, and again, I would say, and we can probably, this would be a good way to like move into talking about the combat. It felt like I was doing more puzzles than I was combat in this game. Correct. And I feel like it needed to do a flip of that. It should have been two thirds combat, one third puzzle. Yeah. And the rest story. So, I mean, I I guess then. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) So I guess before I get into mine, like what were your thoughts on the combat in this game? It's pretty simple overall. I would say, but I like the variety on how you can dispatch enemies, whether I can impale them, throw them on a fire, throw them on a stick, throw I, them I in didn't, water. I didn't realize you could throw them on, like, I mean, I guess I should have known because I saw it. I didn't realize you could throw them and impale them onto walls, which yes. is pretty cool. So there's a lot there. I mean, the simple mechanics of you, I mean, there's a cool dodge system, I think. Mm-hmm. You're pretty spry. The lock-on mechanic without seeming very gamey is kind of nice, too. Hey, just because 
this is how this uh, seasonal format's starting to work with me. Whenever I hear the word spry now, I think of the Watcher from uh, uh, Slay the Spire. <laughs> Not as spry as that. Well, oh, wait. No, it's wait. scry. Scry. Yeah. What? Do you, what? Yeah. Do you, you remember that mechanic where if you, you play it, uh, you can then look at the top three? Oh, cards? yes. Yes. Yeah. That is That's scry. That is spry. very different. Anyways, spry, moving, go back. <laughs> That's my brain. <laughs> I will agree with you then, just to kind of piggyback off what you just said. The combat in general is very just button mashy. You're doing kind of the same thing. There's not really that many combos and stuff like that. Maybe you unlock more later? A little bit, nothing too crazy. I think another part, combat seems kind of useless. You don't get upgrades from it. They're literally just so, in your so way. There is, you never get like, yeah, that's it. Okay, that's uh, The only reason you want to combat later on is to suck souls, right? If you're low on health. Speaking of souls, green. Why green? Why they pick the color green? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you asked me this question, didn't you? <laughs> Somewhere in here. Well, I literally just, I'm asking right now. <laughs> <laughs> did you not prepare for it? <laughs> like, I, I thought green, I did. Green is just, you know. Well, I think they probably saw grass. Grass is green. Grass is life. It's growing. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, would, I don't know. I, for some I mean, reason, you could probably think of blue. Blue. Because yeah. water is blue. I know it's not technically blue. It's you, got a hint. Whatever. It's a very I, scientific thing, but whatever. You knew I was going to jump right into that. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah like, that's why, I, that's why I'm stopping you right now. <laughs> so, I mean, then you could also think of white, a pure soul. But yeah, I think green. You think of trees. They got leaves. They're growing. Life. Yeah. Right. That, that's my guess. I mean, it, it stood out. I mean, it... Even though green of a tree is just chlorophyll of the tree, but we see that in the fall up here in the Midwest. But, so, you know, so good. You're just Chemical taking reactions. all my talking points out of the way. So, all right. Michael, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, from Bits of Time Podcast. <laughs> Solo show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's enough about the combat, unless you got something else to say. I was hoping that maybe there was some upgrades or something that happened later or like, you know, you unlock or level up something as you defeat enemies. Cause yeah, it did feel like there were just kind of obstacles that were there to slow you down between puzzles. Yeah. That's basically what it <laughs> which is. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do get the soul reaver blade, which you've seen on the, actually, I don't even know if that's on the box art, but I feel like you see Raziel with that glowing yep. sword. It's probably in the soul reaver two cover. That might be a spoiler, but whatever. Right after the battle that you finished, you get it basically right after that for the most part. And eventually that thing can be charged up and you use it like a gun almost. It like shoots at you. And it's got a cool mechanic when you're at full health. It does most damage. If you take a hit, then it goes away. Okay, well, then real quick, if you you didn't beat it, so maybe you don't know the answer to this. But then, because, you know, when you beat the first boss, you get the little like hover power. <laughs> yeah, you go through gates. You yeah. go through gates. Do you, is there like a power that stands out to you? Because like to me, that power doesn't that, do anything that's other my than favorite though. He it, looks so cool when he, he does, does that. Yeah, I I wanted him. There's part of me that just wanted like to be able to do that and float around the map, <laughs> just like. Oh. I would I would say the Soul Reaver being able to charge up and blast people. I think okay. that's cool. It's kind of like a photon blaster, futuristic, but it's I guess medieval I'm, and gothic. I'm kind of shocked that they didn't do any more with the combat then. Outside of that, yeah, it seems like you can get new powers, but. In the playthrough that I watched, she barely used any of them. So there's like a flame power I know too, and I don't know. This is becoming more and more of a 
like I can understand why we both probably said the remake thing because it's like if the combat's not great, if the puzzles are frustrating, <laughs> you can see what's happening. Now, when we talked about Slay the Spire, I don't think the music or the art style is a standout, and we love the gameplay and I feel just like the gameplay. Is, I feel like gameplay is a huge part of a video game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that's true. But a lot of times, if a gameplay is repetitive or subpar, I can get through it if the story is really good. And I mm-hmm. think the story is fun and intriguing. Still couldn't get there though. Hmm. which is a bummer. But I like the vibe that this game presents. We have this gothic architecture, pretty stunning conceptually even. I think this game actually still looks pretty good overall in some areas. Uh, See, I think that's actually maybe another one of my disappointments then is I think there's a lot that could have been on display here. And maybe it's just the, we already talked about the color palette. Nothing popped, so it didn't make me really want to just stick around that. there's there's the area you get to where you know where you first got pushed off yeah that, that is the well that's where there's some color that's really cool i liked that so that environment stood out for me but a lot of the other areas are very samey it's they're all like this grayish brown. black or brown color yeah. hue and i think because of that there's like there's a lot of really cool things you're traversing and kind of going through, but you're not really noticing it because it's you're frustrated between the puzzles and the color just doesn't pop, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with you on most of that too. The one thing that does go through with the gothic nature is Raziel's very poetic and the way they speak to each other. I figured as a writer you would love. Oh what's my gosh, here. it's so awesome. It, I think that is one of the reasons why I love the idea of this game a lot is because it hits those tones so well and we you know we talked about the opening that's so good so that probably snowballs into it why it's so good but the way the actor the voice actor pulls off like the anger and like depression of Raziel as he's going through this stuff it's is, so good has this voice actor been in any other video games I have no idea I, I feel should, like I should probably such look, a unique I know I should voice. probably look it up to be honest but I'll just read what he says during the opening. It's so good. I'm not, again, I'm not going to do it justice. So whatever. Tumbling, burning with white hot fire, I plunge into the depths of the abyss. Unspeakable pain, relentless agony. Time ceased to exist. Only this torture and a deepening hatred of the hypocrisy that damned me to this hell. An eternity passed and my torment receded. Bring me back from the precipice of madness. The descent had destroyed me. Nope. It's so it's so good. Well, it's from the opening cinematic. Well, and it's so weird too because I feel like the cadence of the way that the voice actor chose to say that line. That's why I say I'm not doing it justice. It's <laughs> so good. But I can almost hear it through you because of the because like you, once you've heard him say it, it's hard not to hear it anymore. Yeah, so it's, it's very very well done. I got a couple other lines. You can skip past this if you don't want to hear these. They'll be time stamped. So this is Raziel talking to some, I can't remember who, off the top of my head, but it doesn't matter. Such loyalty to one who has you guarding this outpost like a chained dog. Tell me, do you prosper on the scraps? He's so good. Another one. You are lost in a maze of moral relativism, Kane. These apparitions and portents, what game are you paying? Responds, destiny is a game, is it not? And now you await my latest move. Yeah, I actually, I had one that I wrote down. Again, this is most of mine are obviously from the beginning because I didn't hear. But kind of right before your first one that you said, if I remember correctly, he says, 
uh, until I had the honor of surpassing my Lord. For my transgression, I earned a new kind of reward, agony. There was only one possible outcome, my eternal damnation. I, Raziel, was to suffer the fate of traitors and weaklings, to burn forever in the bowels of the lake of the dead. And God, so it's just, good. everything in here is just so, like, it's so much more mature and grown up than a lot of dialogue you get in games. They, it seems like they had a lot of fun making this. Yeah, so or writing it, I should say. The last one I want to point out was when pretty early on the game where he is like narrating when you go to a new area, which is always kind of fun. Yeah. And this is what he says. A crevice in which to cower, only scuttling from the shadows to devour a victim already ensnared in your cowardly trap. But you've made the mistake of leaving me unbound, and it is you who must succumb to my will. I don't think that's the narration of the thing that I'm talking about. I think that's talking to a boss or something like that. You know what, though? I'm just realizing this game would make a pretty cool visual novel. Yeah, if they could do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't know how you would 100% do that, but it's like... The voice acting is so good. The voice acting is so good. And it just, like, I could see, like, the hand-drawn of this game with, like, the way that Raziel's character is done. I think it could actually work pretty well. Now, knowing that I think the story is the most intriguing, I don't know if we want to talk story spoilers at all. If you're... I don't know. I think we should just leave it as it is. I think, for the most part, it holds up well. It does leave off on a cliffhanger, which that would have irritated the crap out of me if I made it all the way through this game. But I again, I'm still intrigued by what this series has to offer, but I've also heard that maybe it doesn't totally wrap up when it's all done, so I'm not sure. I'm intrigued to play Soul Reaver 2, which is weird. Yeah, I kind of want to hear Tim's point of view on this, I think, at some point. That oh, might be kind of... Yeah, my buddy that's going yeah. to get annoyed at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to say, let's see if you guys are still friends after this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, real quick, I did want to kind of ask another kind of just fun question. I feel like you almost answered this earlier in the episode on accident. I want to see if you bring this back. If let's say they were to bring Soul Caliber back today, Soul Caliber, huh? I, I even wrote down Soul <laughs> Soul Reaver. <laughs> Pardon that. Uh, if they were to bring back Soul Reaver today and they were to hand it to a different developer. Is there someone who would stand out that you think could do a pretty good job? Oh, I think I know who you're thinking. I'm thinking you think Gorilla, because I mentioned Horizon Zero. Nope. No, no, okay. Well, Embracer Group, because they own them right now, so (laughs) (laughs) I hope they do something with it. Hopefully, by the time this airs, it's already been announced. That'd be great. Blue Point comes to mind. Well, I mean, that's that's almost cheating, (laughs) because that's what they do. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. It came to mind... But they do a great job of recreating one-to-one almost, right? Making mm-hmm. everything look beautiful. I don't want to recreate from one-to-one. Okay. All right. I, I could maybe see that. Uh, do you have another one? Well, like no. So I, if they, there's rumors of them working on their own game. So if that turns out well, remake this with new elements. And I'm sold. Okay. Well, the reason why I said this was because at the beginning you compared the art style and vibe of this game to a specific game. Oh, Bloodborne. Which made me wonder if a company like FromSoft could pull off something like this. So you'd have to change the combat, but I think it needs a change. Yeah. I think the, the elements are there. I almost wonder if that... I'm not saying turn it into a, like a Souls-like type game. Oh. Keep the same thing, but 
obviously like Elden Ring, for instance, like the gameplay there, or even Bloodborne. Let's go there. I, I haven't played Bloodborne yet, so I'm kind of saying this out of naivete, <laughs> but <laughs> it's I, I know it's going to be really exciting, thrilling combat. And I wonder with the way that the characters talk and stuff like it kind of almost feels like it could be a FromSoft-esque style Absolutely, thing. Absolutely, yeah. So I wonder if they could do a game like this justice. Because we know they're good at doing dark, just dreary areas. That could be an interesting one. It'd be weird because they're usually not story up front. And I no. feel like this game does. I mean, they, there's a lot of story. Don't get me wrong. There's lore and all that with every item, boss. And, and I will say this. This wasn't my... I actually didn't make a choice for this one for some reason. But when you said that, it made me wonder if that would have been an interesting idea. So it's just, you know, I'm putting it out into the Whoever ether. gets this IP... Embracer, if you're going to pawn it off to somebody else, please pick a good one. Make it stand out. I think you should do a remake. Probably not continue a very convoluted story from what I hear. Well, and I will say this though too. The thing with a company like Embracer, I hope they go the route of just throwing tons of darts at the wall and be like, listen, let's just, you know, right now lose a little bit of money up front and just release tons and tons and tons of games and see what hits. And if that's the case... Even if long-term, that's not a good strategy. Short-term, it's good for the gamers because we get a whole bunch of IP that maybe they're going to have gonna, a chance yeah. to come back. So Which is weird because I feel like this series, obviously, it must have done well to make so many. But, mm -hmm. you know, Amy, Amy Hennig, I think she was the director or of this game who went on to do Uncharted. Now she's doing her own thing. So maybe the people just fell off. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're just done with it because, you know, you make five-ish games. I don't know how many there is off the top of my head. I think there's five. Two Blood Omens, two Soul Reavers, and then the last one where you're both at the same time. And I can't, can't remember the and name I'm, off the top of my head. And now I'm just going to say it. New Soul Caliber. Uh, you should put Raziel in the game. <laughs> <laughs> that typo going far for you. All right. I yep, like it. I'm going to make it work. <laughs> so let's get on to the quick bits. I died zero times. Now, I know you lose life and return to the spiritual world. That's kind of like, I thought dying was done. But when I watched you fight the boss fight, <laughs> you got booted back. That never, to the beginning of the game, that never happened to me. Of course. <laughs> so this is what woo. I'm here for, to show you things that actually happen when you suck. And after trudging through Jake Cocoon, I just couldn't put myself through it again. That's all my quick bits. <laughs> <laughs> so there isn't much more to say. I do stand by that this is a experience worth seeing, worth dipping your toes in but you probably should avoid playing this game. I hope there are people out there that still love playing this game. It's just not, between the obtuse nature of puzzles and the frequency of them, I just had to put it down, and so did my older brother Larry. This does not mean I wish Legacy of Kane to stay forever without a soul, because we need you, Raziel. We need you. Eat the soul. Bring it back.